All right. Welcome to the midweek edition of From Aid Arbitration. Rarely ever will I do a midweek edition, but we had some things come up safety-wise that that I'm going to address. Uh, it's stuff that we've dealt with before. Matter of fact, I had an episode on this before, but I had a lot of people reach out to me about uh, this scanner message, so we're going to address it midweek. Uh, there's nothing more important to me than our safety, ever. So when things come up like this, I'm going to address it. So it's Tuesday night. I'm going to address it. And then uh, i got a couple other things that I'm going to address as well. But I had uh, probably 20 people send me this scanner message from all over the country. So this is nationwide. This scanner message went out. And this is what it states. When possible, take approved rest breaks to beat the heat. When possible, take approved rest breaks to beat the heat. And this was put up all over Facebook as well. And a lot of comments about it, you know, from people that have worked here a long time saying, you know, we take breaks as needed. Uh, a lot of comments like that. Look, grieve this message. Grieve it. Every time you see this message, grieve it. This message is deadly, plain and simple. The grievance is going to be class action. And this grievance is not for me. I've been here 28 years. This grievance is not for those carriers that have been here a long time that know I'm going to take breaks as needed in this heat, period. Man management can tell me, Corey, you only get one break. I don't give a damn what you say. I'm taking breaks as needed in this heat. There's nothing more important than taking breaks as needed in the heat. Nothing. Uh, the mail's not important. These packages aren't as important. Nothing is as important as your health. This grievance is for CCAs and new hires, period. This grievance is for CCAs and new hires. Those individuals that do not know that we take breaks as needed in the heat, unless they've been told. When they see this message come across their scanner, and they've not been told to take breaks as needed, what are they thinking? I've got two 10-minute breaks and a 30-minute lunch. Those are my approved breaks. And they're going to get out there and get themselves in serious trouble because of this dumbass message. Grieve it every single time you see it. Please. Uh, your grievance is going to be Article 14 uh, because Article 14 was the very first sentence saying Article 14. It says it's the responsibility of management to provide safe working conditions in all present and future installations and to develop a safe working force. It is the responsibility of management. When you see this message, management, to me, has intentionally put our workforce in harm's way. I don't know if you remember the episode, it was the ergonomics episode, and I was telling you how I got on the National Safety Committee because I saw one of these messages, and I sent this email out to everybody. And I said, who's the idiot that sent this out? That's, what, that's how I feel. Who is the idiot that sent this message out? Because now you've put my CCAs in harm's way. Not just harm's way. You've put them in death's way. This is deadly. Take it serious when you see this message. Most people dismiss it because they say, hey, look, I know I take breaks as needed in the heat. I'm going to dismiss it. Do not do that. Do not dismiss this message. You grieve it every single time. I've had several say, hey, we grieved it. 
heard your episode. We grieved it and we won. We got a cease and desist. And then they did it again. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it's a violation of Article 14. And it's a violation of Article 19 via M Document 1860. 19 via M Document 1860. That's my grievance. Uh, in case y'all it keep you a little shortcut. But Article 14 and M Document 1860. Uh, that's my issue. If you've gotten a cease and desist on this, it's going to be Articles 14, 15, and M Document 1860. And here's what I'm going to ask for. On the second one, uh, I, I'll consider the first one stupidity. You're just too damn stupid, and you sent this stupid message out saying take approved rest breaks. The second one to me is intentional. So since you intentionally put my people in harm's way, I'm going to ask for $50 per calendar day per carrier until this message is retracted and management gives a stand-up talk clarifying that we get breaks as needed. Okay? That's what I'm going to do. I'm putting that kind of seriousness on it. The first time I'm going to chalk it up to you're just a damn idiot. We're going to do 14 and uh, 19 via M 1860. The second time, I'm going to do 14, 15, and 19 via M 1860. And I'm going to ask for $50 a calendar day per carrier until this message is retracted and you give a stand-up talk clarifying that we get breaks as needed. That's how serious I take this. Are we going to get it? No idea. But I'd love to go into an, in front of an arbitrator with it. Everywhere you look right now on the news that's talking about heat, how deadly it is. Everywhere you look, and there's no greater time right now. The, the, the public is behind us and UPS and FedEx right now. You see it on the news all the time about how the poor individual for the UPS, that gentleman that died, you know, it's all over the news. You see the, the, the UPS driver that collapsed on that front porch, it's all over the news. Our vehicles, talking about no air conditioning, it's all over the news. There's no greater time than the present to bust management's ass on sending out these messages. Get everything that you can to put it in your file. Everything about heat, anything you can find about you know, I hate to take advantage of a terrible situation, but the UPS driver passing out and, or in, and the one dying, uh, anything that you can find about the history of your heat, there is a picture. I think Lindsay's going to put it up on Facebook. A carrier sent me this picture. He's got a thermometer in his vehicle, 141 degrees, 141 degrees inside our vehicles. And you got some dumbass sitting behind this scanner saying approved rest breaks. You've got CCA sitting out there in 140 degree vehicles thinking that they get one 10 minute break after lunch. Think about that. You've got a CCA who's probably working somewhere else thinking, hey, I finally got out of the post office. It's my dream job. And they're sitting in 140 degree vehicles and you got management sending this bullshit out. Protect those carriers, man. Us, we know, hey, take breaks as needed. I will not even consider that message. If management came up to me and said, Corey, you got to take, you know, approved rest breaks. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take breaks as needed. Take care of your CCAs. That's what this grievance is for. It's for those that don't know any better. 
Don't let your CCAs be out there in this heat, man, and don't protect them. You protect them at all costs, at all costs, and file that grievance, okay? Again, get everything that you can as far as the heat, uh, anything that's happened, publications, newspaper articles that you find about the heat, especially those that mention us, UPS, FedEx, put them in there. Put them in there. Get you a cease and desist on this first one to manage to clarify what they meant, that we take breaks as needed. Make sure that your CCAs are present during that stand-up talk. If it happens again, it's intentional. They've intentionally put us in harm's way. Hit them in the pocket. Okay? Hit them in the pocket. Uh, We're not going to tolerate it. And so when I saw this, it came out yesterday, Monday, and like I said, I, it, my phone was ringing, I mean, just buzzing all day. People sending me that message on Facebook. Everybody putting up that message, okay? Grieve it. Please, grieve it. Protect those carriers that don't know any better. CCAs in their academy, they're told you get a lunch break and two 10-minute breaks. Nobody's in their time to take breaks as needed in the seat. Protect your CCAs, okay? Grieve that message. I've got another thing. Lindsay put it up, and I put it up on Facebook. It's some an investigative interview and some discipline. And I put it on there, and uh, I told y'all, hey, dissect it. Let's look at it and see what you think about it. And uh, we're going to address it. And I'm going to start doing that more often. I redacted it so you can, uh, can't see who it is, where it's from. But it's an investigative interview, and it's the discipline. And so uh, we'll, we'll do that periodically, all right? And it'll give you a chance, especially new stewards, if you get on uh, From Aid Arbitration, the Facebook page, if you don't see a lot of discipline, it'll let you look at discipline. You can look at it, dissect it, and then I'm going to do it on the episode, okay? And uh, that way uh, I see a lot of uh, new shop stewards on Facebook saying, you know, what can I do, uh, how can I learn, I'm going to help you out as much as I can, all right? Because some of y'all may not see discipline a lot. I'm going to start having Lindsay put it up on Facebook, and that way you can look at discipline, and then we'll go over it on my episode, and you can see what we're talking about, all right? So I'm going to read this to you. It's uh, I'm going to read the investigative interview, and then I'm going to read the discipline, all right? And we're going to see, and again, it's up on my Facebook page or on the From Aid Arbitration Facebook page, uh, you can see it, but we're going to go over it real quick and see if we can find any problems. And it starts out, Craft Predisciplinary Interview, PDI, Failure to Follow. It's on 7 so July 22nd, 22. Stay this, I want to make you aware that this is a predisciplinary interview for your failure to follow management's instructions. Your answers are to be truthful and forthcoming. Your responses could be used to issue you corrective action in the form of discipline up to and including removal from the United States Postal Service. Please acknowledge that I have informed you of this. Says yes. Let's go back to this first sentence. I want to make you aware that this is a pre-disciplinary interview for your failure to follow management instructions. Now, i got a problem with that. Y'all got a problem with that? If you look at the, the six sub-questions of just cause, 
under thorough investigation? What does it state that a thorough investigation must be? It must be thorough and objective, right? When, if you remember way back when, when I was going over these just cause principles, it, it must be thorough and it must be objective. Do you think it's objective in the very first sentence you found me guilty? Do y'all think that's objective? I've not even answered a question yet, and I'm guilty. Let me read it again. I want to make you aware that this is a predisciplinary interview for your failure to follow management instructions. <laughs> it doesn't say for your alleged failure, your possible failure. It says for your failure to follow management instructions. So I'm going to make that contention. Then it goes on to state this. M41 112.21. Obey the instructions of your manager. Okay, so now I've got M41 112.21. Obey the instructions of your manager. And then it states NALC National Agreement, Article 3A. <laughs> so they call it the NALC National Agreement. It's not our National Agreement, it's the NALC National Agreement, Article 3A. The employer shall have the exclusive right subject to the provisions of this agreement and consistent with applicable laws and regulations to direct employees of the employer in the performance of official duties. So they got that on there for some reason. I don't know why he needed to know that, but it's on there. Number one, you have previously been instructed by management to take your lunch before 1 o'clock p.m., and all your breaks before 3 p.m. On 7-29-2022, why did you take your lunch at 3.30 p.m.? I'm going to read that again. Number one, you have previously been instructed by management to take your lunch before 1 and all your breaks before 3. On 7-9-2022, why did you take a lunch at 3.30? Again, this is an accusatory question. It's an accusatory question, and we should have stopped it when it was asked. I'll start it again. You have previously been instructed by management to take your lunch before 1 p.m. and all your breaks before 3 p.m. That's a statement. That's accusatory. On 7-9, why did you take a lunch at 3.30? That's accusatory. Okay? Here's my problem. All your breaks before three. You have previously been instructed by management to take all of your breaks before three. What happens if I work till five? What happens if I work till six? What happens if I work till seven? You've, you've basically killed me by giving me that instruction. I'm to take all of my breaks before three. All, A-L-L. Of my breaks before three. You've just killed this carrier by stating that. So now after three, if I work till five and it's 140 degrees in my vehicle, you've just instructed this carrier to take all his breaks before three. He can take no breaks after three. What about a heat break? What about a comfort stop? I can't take any of those according to management's instructions. So it says I must take all breaks before three. So now not only do we have an Article 16 violation, we got an Article 14 violation. And 
M1860. We got those, right? Because you just told me to take all of my breaks before three. I get no breaks after three o'clock. So if I work till six, three hours, I'm working in this heat without a break. That's management's instructions. I didn't make that up. That's management's instructions. All your breaks before three. So I'm going to ask him, what happens if he works till six? What should he do if he works till five? Even four. What should he do if he, if he gets hot? Because you just stated all your breaks before three. So now I've got a 16, a 14, a 19 via 1860. Right? Then it states number two. On 7-12-2022, were you instructed by management to bring mail back to the office? Answer, no, ma'am. Again, on 7-12-2022, were you instructed by management to bring mail back to the office? Answer, no, ma'am. On 7-12-2022, did you bring mail back to the office? Yes. I tried to call in. I filled out a 3996 that day that got disapproved. I tried call from 2.56 to 4.13 p.m. A total of 10 times, and I couldn't get a hold of anybody. Number four, do you have any other information to add before I decide on possible corrective action? I deliver every single delivery on my route every single day. Now ask them if they need EAP. Go back to number three. On 7-12-2022, did you bring mail back to the office? Yes. On 7-12, were you instructed by management to bring mail back to the office? No. Where does it state I can't bring mail back? What provision of any handbook or manual does it state that I can't bring mail back to the office? What if I was to tell the arbitrator when we get up there, Mr. Arbitrator, I can bring mail back? What's he going to say? Nothing on here saying I can't. I'm going to raise that contention. Nothing on this letter, nothing on this investigative interview informing this guy that he can't, he can't bring mail back. I'm going to have the supervisor look at this if I'm in arbitration, and I'm going to say, on this investigative interview, I want you to show the arbitrator what provision of any handbook or manual prohibits this man from bringing mail back. It's his day in court, right? Isn't that his day in court? Under one of the six sub-questions, was the thorough investigation completed, it talks about this is his day in court to answer to the charge. It's no different than if I'm in court and they charge me with something, I'm going to say, what provision, what charge are you charging me with? We'll tell you after the trial. <laughs> well, the, that don't make any sense. So you're going to tell me what, what I violated after the trial. You're charging me with what? Well, we'll tell you that after the trial is completed. Well, how am I going to defend myself? That, that's what this is. This is my day in court, right? This is the time where I defend myself against the charge. You don't charge me with anything. And then I'm going to see it on the, on the discipline, what I'm being charged with. That, that's kind of backwards, ain't it? Like I said, it's no different in court if you go into court and uh, you sit down and you're like, are you aware of this right here? No. Well, what is the charge against this man? Well, we'll tell him that after the trial's over with. 
That's basically what's happened to this gentleman. You just put down here M41-12221, obey the instructions of your manager. It doesn't even state that any manager instructed him not to bring the mail back. That he's ever been put on notice not to bring the mail back. That there's any contractual provision which would prohibit him from bringing mail back. In the investigative interview, I would have stopped him and asked him after question one about the one o'clock and three o'clock. I would have stopped him and said, do you mind showing us in his day in court what provision of any handbook or manual or any policy that you're talking about where I have to eat before one or I cannot take breaks after three? Can you show that to us, please? Because this is his day in court. This is his time to answer to the charge. You're stating that you told him he can't eat before one or take a break after three. Can you show us what you're using for that? You know what they're going to say? Because I told him to. Well, then we got a whole nother problem. One of the six sub-questions is the rule a reasonable rule. It's not a reasonable rule. What you're stating is not a reasonable rule, and that's going to be my contention. It's not reasonable to tell me that I have to eat before one. What if I'm not hungry before one? What if I ate a large breakfast and I'm not hungry before one o'clock? What if it's 140 degrees and you told me that I can't take a break after three? That's an unreasonable rule. That's a violation of that sub-question where it talks about, is the rule a reasonable rule? Make sure that when we get these investigative interviews, we're covering these things thoroughly there's a gentleman was answering these questions he's like man it's gonna be a long episode there's a lot to it you're right you're right he said that he called back about 10 times if i'm the steward i'm going to say what instruction do you need to give him as far as what is he supposed to do if if he calls in nobody answers well he keeps delivering who told him that he said that you disapproved his 3996 He calls back about 10 times, nobody answers. So if you disapproved his overtime, to him, he's supposed to bring the mail back. But nobody answered. And then I'd get his phone record showing that he called. Let's go to the discipline. Let's go to the discipline. He got a letter of warning for improper conduct. Okay? A letter of warning for improper conduct. You have a problem with that? Improper conduct? What was the investigative interview for? Failure to follow instructions. Now I've gotten a letter of warning for improper conduct. It may be small, but I'm going to, if I can find a hundred small things, it looks terrible when it goes to arbitration for management. So I got an investigative interview for failure to follow instructions, and I got a letter of warning for improper conduct. So here we go. As a postal employee, You're required to follow instructions and workplace rules. Got a problem with that. What workplace rule are we talking about? Because you cited M41-1221, obey the instructions of your manager. Not told me any rule about bringing mail back. You've not told me any any manager or supervisor has ever told him he can't bring mail back. Right? So what rule are we talking about? Yet on July 9th, 2022 and July 12th, 2022, you failed to follow the instructions of your supervisor by not taking your breaks before 3.30 p.m. and bringing mail back to office. Let's go over that again. 
Yet on July 9th, 2022 and July 12th, 2022, you failed to follow the instructions of your supervisor by not taking your breaks before 3.30 p.m. and bringing mail back to office. Hang on just a second. On the investigative interview, you said, why did, why did you take a lunch at 3.30 p.m.? You didn't say anything about breaks. You didn't say anything about taking my break. You said on 7-9-2022, why did you take a lunch at 3.30? But here on this here, at the beginning of it, you state, by not taking your breaks before 3.30. I got a problem with that. And bringing mail back to the office. You have been trained and received numerous instructions on breaks and filling out PS Form 3996. None of that was asked about in the investigative interview. Where, would it, where did they ask him about, have you previously been instructed on how to properly fill out a 3996? That wasn't in there. But yet you're going to say you've been trained and received numerous instructions on breaks and filling out a PS Form 3996. I'm going to ask for that training. In my investigative interview, I'm going to ask for that training because it doesn't matter if they show the training. They accused him of it. I'm going to say that they've never given him any training. And I'm going to get a statement from him saying the same thing. You ever been trained on 3996? Never. You ever received training on breaks? Never. You know why? Because there's no such thing. Training on three, no breaks after three. There's no such thing as that. It says this, during the investigative interview, you were asked, you have been instructed by management to take your lunch before one and all your breaks before three. On July 9, 2022, why did you take your lunch at 3.30? You responded, I forgot you told me that, and I was focused on getting as far as I could on my route before I went to lunch. You were asked, on July 12th, 2022, why did you bring mail back to the office? You answered, I tried to call in and I did fill out a PS form 3996 that day that was disapproved. They forgot to put down their way called 10 times. Your failure to follow instructions and workplace rules will not be tolerated. Now, what rule did they talk about now? M41 112.21. That's the only rule. But here they said, your failure to follow instructions and rules, plural, will not be tolerated. Here we go now. We got some plurals in right, right here. Your actions constitute a violation of USPS standards of conduct as expressed in the Employee and Labor Relations Manual. Where in the hell did that come from? In the investigative interview, you asked me about M41, 112.21. But now here we go with the, remember I told you about the court. When I go in, what am I charged with? Well, we'll tell you after the trial. Well, here's after the trial. He's being convicted. It's the first time he's going to find out about the charge. <laughs> Employee and Labor Relations Manual. ELM Section 665.51, Obedience to Orders. First time we're hearing about that. Employees must obey the instructions of their supervisors. If an employee has reason to question the propriety of a supervisor's order, the individual must nevertheless carry out the order and may immediately file a protest in writing to the official in charge of the installation or may appeal through official channels. First time we're hearing about that. How about ELM section 665.13, discharge of duties? Not heard about that one before. 
Employees are expected to discharge their assigned duties conscientiously and effectively. When did he not do that? Never did ask him about that. Now, here we go. M41 section 112.21, what states obey the instructions of matters. Now we finally got one that they mentioned in the II. Your performance demonstrates a willful disregard of your duties. That's the first time we're hearing about performance issues. Performance needs to be documented, right? When we talk about performance, it needs to be documented substandard. How they document it? Probably haven't. Talking about his performance. That's a whole different ballgame now. We're talking about performance. Your performance demonstrates a willful disregard of your duties. Your actions in this instance work to undermine the efficient operations of the U.S. Postal Service. Well, I'm going to need to see that. You're talking about efficiency? The efficient operations? I'm going to need to see some kind of chart. I'm going to need some kind of data to show that him eating his lunch at one at 3.30 and him bringing that mail back has disturbed the efficient operations of the U.S. Postal Service. You're going to have to document that. And I'm going to ask him in arbitration. You state here that he, his actions in this instance work to undermine the efficient operations of the U.S. Postal Service. Show the arbitrator what you're talking about there. What kind of documentation did you come up with? What kind of data did you come up with to support that accusation? Because that's a damning accusation right there. This man has single-handedly undermined the efficient operations of the Postal Service. This lone guy, this gentleman right here, Mr. Arbitrator, that I'm looking at sitting beside me, single-handedly undermined the efficient operations of a trillion-dollar industry. Right? Because we generate $6 trillion worth of business a year here with all the companies that use us, with the money that we make. Six trillion dollars it supports. So this cat right here sitting beside me, Mr. Arbitrator, has undermined that by eating at 3.30. That's what they're saying. I bet he didn't know he realized he was that important. I bet he didn't realize that he held all that on his shoulders when he ate at 3.30. I guarantee if you told him right now, hey, if you eat at 3.30, you just undermined a six trillion dollar business, baby. That's what I'm going to tell an arbitrator. That's how foolish these people are when they write these damn things up. Your actions are unacceptable and cannot be tolerated. How about that one? Your actions are unacceptable and cannot be tolerated. Except we waited 13 days after you ate at 3.30 to, to, to bring in here and talk about it. We waited 13 days. It was so unacceptable. That 13 days after you ate lunch at 3.30, we bring you in here to talk to you about it. That's how unacceptable it is. And then it goes on with the, the usual language. That's the type of stuff, folks, that we need to be getting into when we get these, these investigative interviews in this discipline. Every word needs to be scrutinized. Every date needs to be scrutinized. Every time needs to be scrutinized. You want arrows in a quiver? There's arrows in a quiver. That's how you break shit down. And when I get this discipline, when I write up this discipline, there's going to be several issues. Did management violate Article 16? When they issued grievance so-and-so, this letter of warning for improper conduct. Number two, did, did management violate Articles 14 and 19? 
the M1860. When they gave the carrier instructions to not take breaks after three. When they told the carrier that all breaks must be taken before 3 p.m. How can that not be a violation of Article 14? When you tell this man that he cannot take a break after three, that all of his breaks must be taken before three. That's a violation of Article 14 and 19 via 1860 every day. Every day. And I'm putting those two, even though it's going to be a discipline and contractual case, I'm putting those two because I want it to sit in front of an arbitrator and him to see both of those issues. I'm not going to separate that. I'm not going to separate it in Article 16 issue. And then over here, I'm going to file a separate grievance on the, on the instruction. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. Because I want the arbitrator to see the foolishness of this. And that's exactly what it is. It's, it's stupid and it's deadly. Anytime we're dealing with heat-related issues, folks, give it utmost importance, okay? Give it the utmost importance. I hope you all made it through my last episode. That's a long one, wasn't it? That's a lot of reading. I know. I know Lindsay messaged me and she said she had two birthdays. By the time she finished uh, listening to that episode. <laughs> hey, man, I was so tired after that, man. I'm telling you, my tongue was tired, son. After I did that episode, just reading an entire damn memo. <laughs> I was like, God dang. But it's up there. It's up there, and it's it's cataloged, and it's going to be up there for however long, man. But that was brutal, son. So whoever listened to that, I give it to you. That was a long one, baby. But this episode was for that scanner message. Protect your CCAs. Protect your CCAs at all costs. At all costs. Look, y'all are are educating yourselves. You're sending me things. I just got some contentions from a young lady just now, right before this. One of the best contentions I've ever seen in my life. You know, and she's like, I hope I did it. Okay. Hey, money. Money. Great stuff y'all are doing out there, man. I got a message from somebody in Puerto Rico at the from their post office uh, talking about it. We're reaching a lot of people, man. Reaching a lot of people. Y'all are doing fantastic work. I told you that the more you educate yourself, the more management's going to come after you. I had a gentleman send me a message this uh, yesterday saying that uh, he's filing all these grievances. You know, he's educating himself. He's filing grievances. Management has turned on him. The poom, the impu came down, said he was trying to bully him because he's educating himself. I told y'all, I told you, look, when you try to educate yourself, management will come after you because they know they're going to lose their station. Nothing scares management more than an educated shop steward. I know that for a fact. Nothing scares management more than an educated shop steward. You educate yourselves and you fight. You fight and keep fighting. I say that all the time. I want to fight. I want to fight all the time. That's just, that's just how I am. That's how I was raised. You know, y'all send me discipline. I get in fight mode, baby. I mean, it triggers me. I'm ready to fight. That's how y'all be. Be professional. Be courteous. You fight. 
just know that management's going to come after you. Screw them. Screw them. You're doing your job. You're protecting your people. They can go to hell. I don't care about management at all. We're going to fight, baby. (laughs) All the time. I'm here for you. I'm here for the fight. And damn it, I love it. I love it. So, y'all fight. Also on this last episode, <laughs> let me clear this up. Uh, some of my carriers were, were getting on me. They was like, you was backtracking from the last episode. I wasn't backtracking. I don't ever back back up to nobody. And I don't bend over for nobody. I'll never backtrack. What I will not have, and maybe I should have clarified this, I will not have people using my name or what I'm doing to undermine the NELC. I will not. Listen to me. Listen to this. I'm not running for anything, okay? I'm not running with anybody. I'm not running for any position, and I never will. Do not ever take, do not, if anybody ever tells you different than that, they're a liar, okay? I'm going to be a letter carrier and an advocate as long as they let me be an advocate. If they tell me I can no longer be an advocate, I'll be a letter carrier. I am not running for anything ever. All right. Uh, it's gotten back to me that there's some people using my name, uh, to try to say that I'm doing something with them. I'm not, I don't talk to people and I don't talk especially about running for anything. I never will. Okay. That's what that was about. I'm a hundred percent union, man. I'm a hundred percent union. There are people on Fred Orlando's ticket that I would go to battle with at the drop of a hat. And that's who I'm voting for. All right. Don't ever get that skewed. Now, nobody's ever going to tell me what to say. And I don't ask permission for what to say. I'm not a child. I'm 53. I'm going to say what I want to say about what I want to say about. It's it's bottom line. If I don't like it, I'm going to say I don't like it. I'm going to tell you why. If I've got history, I'm going to tell you that. Okay? I don't back up to nobody. And I don't bend over for nobody. I never will. I'm not going to take no shit off of nobody. (laughs) This podcast is strictly educational. It's not political in the least bit. And I hated to bring that up last week. Because I told y'all, I'm not going to do politics ever. I'm not. But people using my name and what I'm doing to try to support themselves is horseshit. And that's the reason I said that last week, okay? Nobody has contacted me from the NLC, and they never will because I don't ask permission. But nobody has messaged me about anything I've said, okay? Now, my buddies that work there, we talk, okay? And, and we cut up and go back and forth, but they're my brothers, and I love them. But anyway, just clear that up. I'm not going to talk politics anymore ever on this on my podcast because I do not want to and I hate it. I hate the politics of it. I always will. All right. But I said that last week because make no bones about it who I support. All right. Now that don't mean I'm not going to get in their ass if some shit goes down. That's my right as a dues paying member to do that. And I will. But um just some stuff floating around that got back to me and it infuriated me, man. You're not going to use my name for nothing. You know, I'm not running for shit. And uh, so 
that's what I told y'all uh, several episodes I've said that. But anyway, uh, no more politics on this on this podcast. No more. All right. Hey, take care of your CCAs, man. That's what that message, it pisses me off more than anything else is when they put that scanner message out there because that hurts my CCAs. All right. You protect them at all costs. At all costs, protect them. Uh, when they when that scanner message comes out, I know that I take breaks as needed. You know that we take breaks as needed. Everybody knows that. And all these messages, all these comments, how foolish, how stupid, and all that. And I agree with all of that. I do. CCAs don't know any better. They don't know any better. You protect them. You love them. Okay? You file that grievance. Get management to clarify that they take breaks as needed. All right? Don't have a CCA succumb to this heat because we didn't act. All right? Don't ever do that. Management cares nothing about anything but numbers. That's all they care about, and they'll show you time and time again. All they care about is numbers. You care about your people. Care about your people. Management can go to hell, like I've said. They can take their numbers and shove them up their ass. I don't care about them. Protect your CCAs. Grieve that message, okay? It's going to be Article 14 and 19 via M1860. You're going to ask for a cease and desist. You're going to ask for management to uh, clarify that we take breaks as needed. If it happens again, I'm telling you, I'm going to ask for an additional cease and desist, and I'm asking for $50 a calendar day per carrier. That's how serious I take it. Okay? Uh, go back to my episode 53. If you go back to episode 53, I talk about these scanner messages. If you go to from aidarbitration.com, my heat-related grievance is in there, and it'll have all these things that you need. If you go to citations, I believe it is. Uh, Jeremy has put all that up there. So get those things, look over them before you file this grievance. Make sure that the grievance has everything that you need in it. Okay. Uh, again, thank you to Jeremy, man. He's staying on top of it. He messes me every day. What do we need? What do I do? You know, what am I putting up? Love that guy. He's brilliant. Uh, Lindsay from Aid Arbitration, the Facebook page. Y'all get on there, okay, because she has a lot of interaction stuff. I'm going to start putting up redacted investigative interviews and discipline. New stewards, if you're paying attention, if you're listening, get on there, and, and you can look at it, and then I'll, I'll go over it and dissect it. And y'all probably find things that I didn't, okay? But like this one here, we put it up today, kind of short notice. But uh, I don't do midweek podcasts. But this one, I needed to do it because I got so many of these Scanner messages. We're going to nip that in the bud, okay? Um, take care of yourselves out there. It's hot, man. It's hot. My God, it's hot. Today was a killer. Uh, y'all take your breaks as needed. Make sure that you're taking care of your CCAs. Y'all come holler at me at the National Convention, okay? Region 8, Tennessee, ball-headed. Come see me. I'd love to see y'all. JB will be with me. I'll have him in a headlock. And giving him nuggies. And that's the way you'll see us. You'll know that that's us right there. But uh, he'll be there. Uh, I'd love to see y'all, man. Love to see you. Y'all have a fantastic rest of the week. I'll have some more intro music from the gentleman up in New Jersey. Uh, this one was a, a, a quick one, so I, I wasn't going to do that. But I'll have some more intro music from him. 
all letter care bands pretty cool man but uh hey have a fantastic rest of the week take care of yourselves and your people i love y'all take care now bye-bye